And welcome back to another episode of House of 50. My name's William Service, and today's wonderful guest is... What's up, everyone? My name is Brandon Lozon. Brandon Lozon. Dude, we go back a while. Yes, we do. Let's what? see. Uh, High school? So- was it? What senior? was your... What's your senior year? Tw- uh, 2015? 2014 is when 2014. I So, my graduation year was 2016. That was just two grades under you. So... Had been senior year then. Your when senior we, year, yeah. When we, well, 2013 to 2014 yeah. is when we actually met in leadership class, right? Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about leadership class. Oh. That's going to be, <laughs> when was the last time we thought about leadership class? <sighs> Probably in the fall when I was talking to Bellinger about it. Really? You saw mm-hmm. Bell? Oh, oh, yeah. I was, I was subbing last oh. year for Dakota. So I, uh, impressive. Spent teacher. a lot of time talking with her. Probably doing more teaching than her. More talking than teaching. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no Usually how it goes. Right? No doubt about it. I was a cool sub, so I had to keep my my uh, my role very high, you know. No, oh, I got you. Basically, you were uh, the the Mr. Voss of the group. I was. I was the uh, uh, building sub, so wherever they needed me that day, I was Voss 2.0. Voss 2.0. I like that. <laughs> um, leadership class, yeah, it was just... Was it just a random elective you took, or? It was actually something that Ballinger wanted me to take for, oh, for a long time. Probably dating back to my sophomore year. Oh wow. I just never had room in my schedule to make it work. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And honestly, that's probably the biggest regret I have in, in high school is not being a part of that class for. Like sooner. Yeah, for at least more than a year. Um, even like all the stuff that we did in that class. Going on those little trips and whatnot, right? I would even I would have even loved to have been in um, like student government too. Oh really? I think like, so. Like I, I I liked all that stuff. So student government, I mean, but I, leadership. Don't get me wrong. Leadership was by far the best class I ever took. Oh yeah, still yeah. Regardless of whatever happens, mm-hmm. that's still going to be like the best uh, experience out of high school. I would say for sure. Yeah, there's I. That's. One of the reasons why I would go back to my senior year and redo my senior year just for that class alone. Really? Yes, that was awesome. Don't get me wrong, like like I I, to play my senior year football still, but also that class was a big part of why I loved. It was always a constant battle, either football or whatever event we had going on. Yeah. Like basically, you would set up and then you would run right to. Like the your you know pregame bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was either that, it was like like go you know class end up whatever we had going on that week, but then once football ended, yeah, you know, I I always wanted to stay active throughout the school, so it was always, you know, finish the school day, maybe help with leadership whatever after, and then right after that I'm going to the next event which was, wh- oh, whatever yeah. it was you know right. what, if it was helping the athletic department set up for a basketball game or anything. To that extent, I mean, even I, even announcing softball my senior year. Okay, you know? yeah, dude, you did everything. <laughs> I forgot the whole softball. I feel like I, I remember. Softball. I remember uh, one person told me about. I think it was during my senior year that they're like, you know, you realize you are Mister Dakota. It might, I, have, it might have been Voss actually who said that. I, I I was thinking like, you know, you would probably be the the face of Dakota. Like, <laughs> the, you you definitely left your mark on that. Like, what? You also did Broadcasting Club, which was, it wasn't anything, but... No, but it was still fun. Like, we started it. That's mm-hmm. like a foundation kind of thing. Uh, and then uh, we did, uh, well, I, I, I was 
I did the morning announcements for basically the oh, whole year. Yeah. By, which actually, if you remember back, all of us were scheduled to do the morning announcements. I wasn't the first one in the class to do the morning announcements. It was, uh, I can't remember who it was that did it, did it the first week. They probably but, didn't do it good, though. But it's not that they didn't do it good. It's just the second week when I was doing it, I I wanted to make it the most fun I could. Right. That was what I thought. And... Oh, you were, you ran with the morning announcement. <laughs> Good That's morning, right. Dakota. <laughs> People in every classroom was like either tired of you after a certain amount of weeks, or I'm like, I think I think it was one of those things that it went from it went from like, oh my gosh, this is like really exciting the first week mm-hmm. to it got really old a little bit, and then eventually like it just kind of like picked back up, and people were like, this is this is the word. this is how we do it at Dakota, you know. The funny thing about that, I always tell, told everyone, the funny thing about that was people always ask me, you know, how do you have that much energy at 7.15 in the morning to do the Too announcements? Early, yeah. And I, and I told them, I go, honestly, I would, it, it was a joy to do that. Like, I enjoy, like, it was a passion you woke of mine. Up and yeah. But as soon as I finished the morning announcements and I would walk back to my first hour, nine times out of ten, I fell asleep my first hour. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't, I, I, would, I don't know how I found the energy. It's passion. It's desire. It was something I loved doing. I didn't enjoy math class, so... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, that math was first hour? Ooh. Math was first hour. I would fall asleep regardless of anything. It was tough. Yeah, no, you always had, like, the most energy... Like, the m- most energetic person I've ever met. Like, and, and still, you came down today, and you're, you're still, like, jumpy almost. Like, that, you didn't lose that part. Part of that is just how I was raised, you know, like, and I, I'm very big believer in like make the most out of each day. Okay. And so why be, you know, sad for a full day or I feel like that's a day lost, you know? So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've had sad moments in my life and, and whatnot, but you, luckily, you jump right back. Kind of l- thing. Yeah. L- luckily I've, I, I try to find the good in everything, you know? So a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't. <laughs> you have like one of those, really special traits where it's like you know what this bothered me I'm over it now jump right back up on that horse and keep going well yeah that's exactly it you know if don't get me wrong like, you know, people got my nerves and it's right. happened before I mean I, I I coach sports so I you know I mean, you're yelling I'm yelling you're, you're, you, know, you get I have the my anger moments, but at the same time holding grudges is never something I want to do because too many times it's a waste times, of time waste of time but too many times you never know what tomorrow has to offer or what's going to happen tomorrow. So it's like, if I do hold a grudge, it's not very long. I always try to forgive and forget, you know, move on. Because life's a crazy roller coaster, so why why regret something? Dude, like, you, you could have been a motivational speaker, like... <laughs> You remind me of Chris Farley from SNL, like, you know, <laughs> living in a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you've had the same energy as him the entire time I've ever known you. <laughs> well, thanks. Like, every single day, like, I've never seen you sick one day. I've never seen you, like, moping around. Okay, let's go back to leadership class. Okay. So, we don't know. I feel like we probably took leadership class the most... Like, important class, like, math, no one cared about. Like, the main electives, no one put as much time in dedication to even even studying, but it would all go right into leadership. Like, we cared about that the most out of the whole school. 
For sure. I mean, it, it's cool because, at least at Dakota, it was it was a class. It wasn't an elective, per se. Or, I'm sorry, it was an elective, but what I mean is it wasn't an extracurricular activity after school. Yeah, it's like you it know? was part of your every single day schedule. Exactly, exactly. It was one of your classes every, for, in the six hours that you had classes each day. Um, the, one of the things that I think was so special about our leadership class was all everyone in the class had a passion to make the school better to right. be leaders throughout the school um there wasn't much tension in the class i felt like i felt like there was much there was drama a, there was. it was it was a pretty the class moved along well and we, we all we got together really yeah, yeah like we, we meshed well and we got things done together was, i feel like everyone I know it wasn't like handpicked by Bellinger when she got the class, but it, it does feel like a lot of those people were like supposed to be in that class. Like it wasn't, there was no. I think like another thing too that that was really cool about that class is I feel like some people sometimes take that class as like a blow off class, right? But if I you get the right group in there, which our entire class was that year, exactly. Like I felt bad. We, probably we bought in. We bought into what Bellinger wanted. We. We wanted to make get the most out of the class, and by doing that, we bought in, and it, in my opinion, was probably probably the best class I ever took oh, in yeah. high school. Oh, I, hands down, yeah, no, I. I mean, even like my expectations when I signed up for the class, it, it completely exceeded them as right. soon as I got in the class. Like, I, I never once did I imagine I would have so much joy. And selling suckers or like candy canes, wherever we were selling, right? Or doing these conferences, you know. I thought like, okay, maybe, maybe it'll be cool, but then you actually get to that point. Well, and it's at just, first it's a field trip. Like everyone, yeah. that's going to be the first. Like, oh, we get to be in school (parentheses), but we're doing this, and we're we get to go here instead. But those conferences were like, I look forward to every one of them. Absolutely. Like the. The local ones, like, was that a laser tag place? Was it a laser tag one, yeah. Um, one was at, it was just, a, like, a conference hall kind of thing. Like, the bus one. And people were outside already cheering for you as you walked in. Oh, uh, at, like, at, like, the, um, over by Macomb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at right the there. MISD. At the MISD we had. Forgot about that one. And then other ones took us to Traverse City. Yeah, that was States. That was, that was States, okay. Awesome. And then, uh, it was only four of us, right? Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, the, I forget Dylan. I try to. <laughs> <laughs> I still see Dylan constantly. Like, all over Macomb, I will only run into him. Like, oh. don't don't run into anyone else. Him so many times. And, you know, it's a joy, but then I'm like, I still... We understand I still hate you. He owes me money. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. He came into my restaurant, ordered, didn't have money to pay... And then expected me to pay. <laughs> and he's like, I'll pay you back next time. Never fucking happened. <laughs> but uh, he's still a great guy. But, but uh, yeah, that, that DC trip was oh, arguably man. the best trip I, I've taken. It was it was amazing. I mean, it, it, we had some fun times on there. But just the experience itself, to actually meet kids from around the country. Oh, uh, and, uh, no, forget around the country, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico! Oh right? my gosh! How are you from Puerto Rico? We had like we made a whole group of friends from Puerto Rico. That's right. And then we're walking around <laughs> DC, like they're on the opposite side of the street, and we're 
We're You're just screaming <laughs> Michigan. There's Puerto Rico. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, where else? Where? Uh, what other class can you take that's going to give you that opportunity to take you to D.C. or to take you to anywhere else throughout the country and get to know people from the world? Right. I mean, that's just that alone. If we that was the only thing we did, did in uh, that class, it'd still be the best class I ever t- I ever took. Now, one of the best conferences, and I think you'll agree with this, was at the Palace of Auburn Hills. That was. That was a fun one. I did like that. Because, all right, so it started just, it started in the daytime, and we all carpooled. It was, you always drove. In the and van. The <laughs> van. Right. It's, like, my dad still has that van, r- too. Really? Oh, yeah. I love that. I had bad memories when, you know. Like, oh, back. yeah. Yeah, but, well, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dylan. But, uh, no, when... So the conference started early in the day, and we got to we got a tour of the entire palace. So like we got to see their VIP boxes. We got to see, like almost like nooks and crannies of it. The behind and, the scenes stuff. The yeah. Stuff that most people don't get to see. And then they let us free for some time, which was stupid, because me, you, and Jared, I'm like, let's go see if we can get into the control box that runs the sound and lighting for everything. And you guys are like. Okay, like you guys could go wrong. Yeah, both of you did not stop me. You just followed. We, I, I, I stop an usher. I'm like, he's sitting down. This old usher, he's at the top of the steps. Uh, Jared's hiding still. You're like halfway, like I uh, don't want to There's get so in too much, much trouble. On, yeah. yeah, like Jared's just hiding. He's like, I don't want to be a part of this, but let's see what happens. <laughs> and then so I'm like, guys, let's go. And then you're like, what the hell? So I asked the other dude, and then he lets us into the box. Like, that was I, I I couldn't believe that they that they let us inside the box to, hey, to, for that. It doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't. You're right. Like that. That's it's always like, been my motto. It doesn't hurt to it's ask. It's like sliding in the DMs. Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta like, take your shot. If you don't shoot your shot, you ain't gonna know, right? That's right. But well, uh, the Palace of Auburn Hills. Oh, one last thing. Not only did we get to the highest point, we also got snuck onto the court. <laughs> And then did it, like, we spent a good five minutes on the court until someone's like, you guys probably don't belong here, do you? And then they're like, no. (laughs) Like, we, no. And then you saw um, the Mark Champion dude, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is, he was just a piston announcer. Yeah, I know know he was a former player, and then. uh, Oh, he was a player too? Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive he was a former player. But uh, he, um, he's been the announcer for years. Since 2001, I think. 2001, so. It was, it, and he has a very distinct voice, and I knew, and like, it's funny to say, but he's bald, so he kind of okay. stuck out. And uh, as soon as I heard, heard his voice, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Mark Champion, and what, we were 10 feet away from him. Yeah, you got his autograph on that's the right. back of my business card. That's right. That was awesome. <laughs> you still got that or no? I don't. I'm not going to lie, I don't. I mean, if he was an old player, that would be cooler, but if he's only an announcer, like, it's... I'm Ew. sure he had some career in basketball. If he was an announcer, if he's an if announcer. not, he was that counting because that's what he looked like to me. <laughs> the dude was old. Like I felt bad for him. I heard his <laughs> knees cracking. Like, but uh, yeah, so that we just lost the Palace of Auburn Hills. I, it's it's such a shame to see that that building and all the history that was in that building, sports, but even past that, the concerts. You know, I believe. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Elton John, Elvis, I believe, played there. Uh, 
I know the, the biggest Beatles. names in music have oh, yeah. once played there. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's on this it's on Madison Square Garden type no, no, no. level, but right. it's a, it, it was up there as one of the it, it, when it was still in use. It was probably the best concert venue in Michigan. Okay, yeah, no, with, without a doubt, and uh, you know another historic place that we just lost was the Joe Louis Arena. Like, we lost it like last year, but that one might be the the probably the biggest sports um, building that we've lost, sports arena that we've lost. You know that was the Detroit second sports. longest NHL. Uh, like right now, only the Madison Square Garden is the oldest now. Oh like, wow! So once we lost to Lewis, uh, that became the last place, um, like the longest place uh, NFL was played. There. Yeah. Wow. That that's. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Like the that Joe was Lu- one of the uh, that was one of the best arenas I've ever watched a game in. The atmosphere there is second is second to none. LCA is is amazing. It's a beautiful arena, but in terms of just the crowd and the echoes and the history, it's got a lot to live up to. You're, when you're going into a stadium, you're not yeah Little Caesars Arena. It's high tech, right? You're, it's yeah. up there. It's supposed to be modern. No, you're you want to walk into like where the OGs have been playing. Like, I, I feel like they should be considered historical buildings, not just venues. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Like they could have, they could have just fixed up Joe Lewis and made it a maybe if the uh, the one thing that I, I I keep thinking about the difference with Joe Lewis and Little Caesars Arena is. Little Caesars Arena from the outside is one of the most beautiful things you're going to see. There's right. so much. I mean, the, the detail is beautiful. The inside of the arena is beautiful. You walk in and then, yeah, it's like... Yeah, exactly. No, it's I, state of the art. It yeah. is. I'm, I'm happy to walk in there and watch a sporting event or a concert. Right. It's, I'm happy with that. But when you walked into Joe Louis from the outside, looked, there wasn't nothing special about the outside. Just some steps. It was then, like, yeah. here's a building. You have those long steps to the main... Doors. Uh, I mean, doors, even to get there, like parking in the garage, you had to walk through the tunnel system to get to, into the arena sometimes. It was um, a bad spot, basically, yeah. But, but when, when you got into your seat and the team goes on the ice. You feel it. You do. There's, you, you, you're, you're, it's the entire ambiance. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's where you are. You're seeing the, the champions things mm-hmm. or all the, the flags hanging up, like. I know there were several different times. Oh, a kinds. ton. But it, it, it's just so special because every fan in there knew that you weren't going to get all that fancy stuff at other arenas. Like, you were there to watch the Red Wings. Yeah. Like, uh, that e- was even special. the Jumbotron was old as hell. But it like, was a staple of the arena, you know? like It, it was what you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what what's the new... Uh, I think Dallas has their new stadium. Well, the well new Las list. Vegas, the Raiders just built a brand new stadium. And then, like, their monitor is, like, fucking... Oh, it's huge. It's, like, yeah. the, <laughs> like the biggest right like, now or something like that. Like you could fucking... I, some, I think it was Conan O'Brien. He went and played, like, some Madden game on, like, of their screen. <laughs> like, only he would have the fucking power to play video games on a fucking screen like that, but... Exactly. I think he was playing Madden or something, and... He got his ass kicked out. <laughs> I remember it was like that clueless gamer gimmick he mm-hmm. always did, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, that uh, I had like even growing up for both of us, I'm sure the Palace and the Lewis, you had like those your first game type of moments there, and I like, do. I, I I remember see like, like growing up, I was 
football, baseball, basketball. Right. No I, hockey? I, I watched hockey, but it wasn't like a, a main big, thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and growing up, the Wings were probably the best team in Detroit, oh, actually, yeah. uh, other than like the Pistons in 04 and stuff like that. They're and, the uh, original six, right? Yep. The okay. Wings are. Wings okay. are. Um, it was actually cool, though, because my very first time going to a Wings game, um, it was cool the way it was set up. It was early 2000s. I can't remember the exact year, but okay, wow. it was against the Dallas Stars. But what, what was cool about that was the way my, my parents kept it a surprise. Oh, okay. It was so, like, okay, like a, okay. I had been wanting to go to a Wings game, and my mom went out of town for a work trip. My brother was doing something. I can't remember what my brother was doing, but my dad goes, hey, what do you want? How about tomorrow? I have an old friend from high school. His name is Joe. I want to go see him. He lives in Detroit. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in elementary school. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, I'll I'll just go see my dad. You know, I'll go with my dad to go see his old old buddy Joe. So we're driving down, you know, we're entering Detroit. And I'm, I was a very observant kid, so I'm, I'm looking at signs, and I'm like, oh, oh. wow, he looks close to Joe Louis Serena. <laughs> not, not even thinking about right. it. They're putting the two and two together. Exactly. And so as we're getting closer to the arena, you know, it's like arena parking to the right. And my, and my dad pulls into this lot, and, and I'm like, oh, wow, it's cool your buddy Joe lives, like, really close to Joe Louis Arena. Yeah, we'll Again. just park in there, the Joe yeah. Louis parking lot. Okay. Again, I was a young kid and had no idea, didn't put two and two together. I love that so far. So, so he goes, we, we pull in this lot, and he goes, hey, open the glove compartment. And I was like, oh, okay. So I open it up, and there's, he goes, pull out that envelope. So I pull it out, and he goes, look inside. And sure enough, there's two tickets to the... Red Wings versus Dallas Stars game at Joe Louis Arena. Damn. Now, here's the even better part of that. I think it was like a Sunday game, and most Sunday NHL games, there's not many fans. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's Joe Louis Arena, it's Red right. Wings. There's a lot of fans there, but it's not as big as it's a Friday not a, night yeah. a Saturday night. So No riots are going to happen that night. Basically. Yeah. So, um, we walk into the arena. We get we got there early enough because I loved walking around the arena. It was my first time there. My dad was telling me about the arena and the history that was there. Oh, that would have been cool, yeah. So we get, um, my dad's like, well, how about we go look at our seats? I was like, okay, cool. And we were in the upper deck. So we walk up there, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. He goes, well, they're about to do warm-ups. Let's go down towards the ice and just watch warm-ups. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So we walk down there, and we're in one of the corners just getting ready to watch warm-ups. We're watching warm-ups. There's, again, this old usher that was, you know, letting me, like, hey, man, oh, it's your first time here? Like, Tell me a little bit about this and the that. The OGs are always like, you know what? I'm going to give this kid a fucking experience. Yeah. Like, I, I want him to remember this like you do. Exactly. Like, all right, go on. And then, um, so we're watching warm-ups, and warm-ups are ending, and the Zamboni's coming on the ice and watering it down, right. getting it ready to play. So I looked, I turned to my dad. I go, Dad, you ready to go to our seats or get something? He goes, um, are you, he's like, are you hungry? I was like, nah, I'm good. He goes, well, there's a couple seats right here. Let's just, you know. Sit down for a little bit. I was like, okay. So we were literally about two rows from the ice. Oh, wow. And there's two seats, two end seats. And we uh, we took a seat, and no one came to those seats. Really? 
Nope. The game started. Game? game started. Still, first period, no one there. Okay. You know, we're like, I looked at my dad. I go, wow, this is like amazing. You know, like, it's almost like still breaking. Like you're like, I'm not in my assigned seat, so it's still like exactly. You know, I, I, I'm a little rebellious, but I'm doing this with my dad. Exactly. Like, so it's cooler. Okay. I and like then, it. you know, second period, same thing. No one came. Third period, someone came. They're like, they're like, um, they're like, unfortunately, you're in seats. You know, and they're like, oh, don't worry, it's your first time here. We're gonna go sit over there then. So we're like, oh my god, thanks. So Who I sat there. Up that late, but uh, weird. I know, right? Like third period. Like, what are you doing? It's like there was like a big bar or something inside the arena that, that they were at. Okay. But yeah, so we were, um, we stayed there the whole time, watched the whole game, two rows from the ice for my first ever Red Wings game at Joe Louis Arena. Didn't remember who won. Uh, I think Dallas won that. Um, Would have been uh, just cool if they. You know, yeah. they could fucking pull their fucking, you know, bet support oh, in a game. Sure. <laughs> like Lozon's here, come on! I know, right? Win. But yeah, that, that, that that's probably the one like first game experience in the Detroit sports that I remember most. Have you ever done like a VIP boxer anywhere? I've, I'm sorry, one time ever I've sat in a uh, in a. Uh, the club box or whatever. It was, it was what, at Little Caesars. Oh, Little Caesars. Yeah, oh, so that must it was actually recent. last year. It was really? Last year. Yeah. Was it for what game? Because um, they're not doing everything there. It was Red Wings against. It was a game the Red, the Red Wings won too. It was the Wings against Tampa Bay, I think. Yeah, and uh, they beat Tampa Bay, which was you know best in the best in the Eastern Conference first. The worst, and the Wings end up winning it. So that was pretty cool. Okay, that was a that kind of make up for the you know your first. Game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess you know. Well, yeah. Still could have made it a little better. <laughs> but yeah, th- so I guess you know I it, after after that game at the Joe, I, I saw a few more after, and every time walking in there, again it's just the game experience. You get that light up or that like. You, you There's just, nothing better than it. Yeah. It, well, you, as a Michigan State fan, I love you know. Spartan Stadium in the Breslin Center, where the you know where state basketball is and football is, and those are that's heaven to me. It's East Lansing, but for Detroit sports, going okay. into Joe Louis Arena was the all time, the all time like pinnacle of. And I, I went to Tiger Stadium back when I was a kid. Like I, I don't, I don't even think I was one yet, and I went, to, I saw a game at Tiger Stadium. But from what my parents say and what everyone who's been there and remembers it, Tiger Stadium is is probably the be, probably the best stadium. Did they tear it down or? Yeah, that that got that got tore down in early thousands as well. Okay, I, I remember driving past it after they closed it. I just don't know. What it, like, I know the Auburn Hills is supposed to be like a tech expo center. Some bullshit. Oh, is it? Like I heard it's supposed to be a, like an expo center. Yeah. Why didn't they just keep the palace up then at that point? Yeah. <laughs> but well, they whatever. said tech, so they wanted to make it fancy looking yeah. and fucking have Steve Jobs fucking show up from the dead, <laughs> drop the iPhone Maybe Jeff 40. Bezos will get his hands in there or something. He needs to keep his hands where they are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't like that guy. But, uh, no, uh, you know, the best is, it's at the Auburn, not Joe Lewis. Uh, well, I have a Joe Lewis story. It's simple, um... I remember walking through, like, you know, the halls, corridors, whatever they called it, and they always had the center, like, you know, kiosks and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm walking with my dad, and I see, like, they're hanging, handing out blankets, like, Red Wings blankets, I'm like, I really want one, and he's like, you know, I don't know how much it costs, I'm like, 
can you ask? I think they're free. He's like, nothing's free here. <laughs> like, he's being a, you know, smart ass, but uh, I'm like, just, just go ask. And he walked up, like, how much are these? Like, oh, here. He gave me one and my dad one. And he's like, just take them. And I'm like, they're wow. free to us because you ask. <laughs> Again, and going back to shooting your shot. It just doesn't hurt to ask. I love that. But I think it was, you know, the cute kid kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck did, happened now. Did you have that scruffy beard too back then? I did. I came out with the full, when you know, after nine months, it was just a full beard already. I'm jealous, man. I'm very jealous. Scared the shit out of my mama. Uh, my husband's a werewolf. But, uh, no, my dad... He worked at a, uh, he worked for OnStar, and he was like friends with his client. It was like a weird. Here's just a team leader. Here's the super client, and they made they were friends. And my dad got two tickets to uh, like the VIP box in the for a piston game. You know, back when pistons actually had like a real fucking intro with the yeah. fucking firework. Mm-hmm. No matter where you're seated, you're feeling that heat on you, and now. Which I don't even feel bad if Auburn Hills is gone now because it was just some light show and I'm like, I'm sorry, bring out the flames. Yeah. This is lame as hell. For sure, you know that. Who was experience. the starter? Chauncey Billups. Well, yeah, they had Chauncey at the point. They had Rip Hamilton at the two. Ben Wallace was my all-time favorite guy, and he screwed me over. Ben Wallace did. Yeah. How? All right. So now our seats are on the fucking floor. Okay. And so. I'm on the edge, and they're walking back right after one period, and they're going back into their locker room. I'm putting my arm out just for fucking Ben Wallace. Walks right fucking past me. <laughs> my dad hits his shoulder. That's not something you're allowed no, to do. don't do that to Big Ben. No. So security came to hit, or not hit my dad, but yell. And then, like, the last five players, which I didn't know any of them, like, they, they all hit my hand like, you know what, he's a dick, but... We'll, we'll give you your experience with what you're fucking coming out here for. Mm-hmm. That's you know, cool. Ben Wallace, you can fuck off. <laughs> I don't care. It's kind of... I, I actually have a cool story with, with Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billups, actually. Um, I had a buddy, and every Christmas, his mom would decorate Chauncey and Ben Wallace's houses for Christmas. Really? Yeah. That's kind of... Oh, wow. And, and, and so, I, I unfortunately... I, Kind of like a different viewpoint. She like she said they were always super generous and everything. Like the wives were great, the kids were great. Like the the player, the Chauncey and Big Ben were both really oh, nice. Sure. Yeah, but they, I mean, holidays, Christmas stuff. Like he was out. He was out. He was out in in at his home. You know, he wasn't right. just getting done with the game or something like that. Oh yeah, no. Know? Like this is like right after a period. Just like he just worked his ass off on the oh, fucking yeah. court, and I'm like, hey, just tap my fucking hand. Yeah. Like, I get it, you're fucking tired, but don't be a dick. <laughs> but no, I no, I I still like them after yeah. that. Ben Wallace or Chauncey Billups. It's hard not to like them. Yeah. As much as they did for the for the city and they and just just That for was the a good fucking itself. year. Two thousand four was a great I re- I, re- I remember watching those games. In fact they just replayed the whole series during the corona the during lockdown and stuff and quarantine. Oh. And uh I was watching that. And they and were it was like the 2004 stuff. Yeah, like the basically the entire series against the Lakers, and it was it was cool because the bad uh, or the the Pistons ended the Lakers dynasty, if you will. Like it uh, back then, the Lakers were heavy favorites to win the series. Oh, I mean, everyone, everyone was yeah. everyone was counting the Pistons off. Right. Then the, the Pistons went out there and. 
dominated. That's that's a, that's a, just a Detroit fucking thing. They're like, oh yeah, you know, like you guys are saying we can't do this. We're gonna show all of you off, and this is Detroit for you. Yep. Detroit if you want to look everybody. at exactly like the Red Wings and Pistons both embody what Detroit is. Oh yeah. That that's why I feel like the city and the state gets around those two teams the most because they embody exactly what this city has worked for. You Detroit know? versus everybody. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it, as long as you're from Detroit, you're going to represent, you know, even the Lions, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't won anything since before the 19... 19- long time ago. <laughs> long, Not long in our ago. lifetime they yeah. haven't won much. No, nothing. <laughs> That's 24 years of my life they haven't won much. We, we, we've seen them lose every single game, and that was just a... Unfortunately, we get to tell our kids and grandkids about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about the Red Wings and Pistons a little bit more than that. Tigers. I'll, I'll talk about the Tigers a Tigers is a good, good couple ground games. Yep. But, um... Wow. Yeah, no, they're, uh... You got me reminiscing here about my childhood right I, now. Yeah, you didn't think you were coming over <laughs> for all that. Like, I'm going to pull your, the real stories right? out. Right? Like, I'm wow. like that, uh, that reporter. Like, I'm going to get that, you know, scoop. Find, yeah, find the real dirt, right. you know. So, where were you, uh, you know, s- September 4th? <laughs> well, like, that, that, that that's a different story. I got to get the flashlight on you. Interrogation. <laughs> no, but, um... Yeah, no, the, uh... You know, I, I want to stay on the whole leadership class. Mm-hmm. Like, so one of these, um, like one of the uh, reports we had to do or pr- presentation, it was the only time we actually had a grade to actually work for. And Basically, every everyone in the uh, class had to become the teacher for the day. And now there were some who only did about ten minutes of teaching, and they were expecting something else to happen. And then there was people like you and me who took out more than what was even given the full hour. And, you know, you gave a really, you gave a motivational speech. (laughs) And I'm in the back of the class and I grab out my phone and I play, I start playing music. The music to that video, that's right. right. And I'm a champion speech. Yeah, I am. Oh, I love that one. On YouTube, I'm a champion. And, uh. Defeat, retreat. Those are not in my words. Like Bellinger thought I was just doing it to piss you off, or mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, that's that's a presentation. Like, enjoy. <laughs> like, I don't know why everyone's looking back here. Lozon's up at the front. That was. I'm trying to remember. What, so I, I know that assignment. We all had to teach the class based on a leadership term, or like a leadership word, right? Or something that demonstrated leadership. Yeah, it was something. I like, can't. I, I think mine was. I think living the dream, basically, or, or folly, or dreaming, like dream big. I think it was like my the whole backstory. Yeah, because you like, showed a couple of videos too, and it was um, other speeches and stuff. Yeah, it was. I tried to relate it how each video, each motivational video, can relate back to like dreaming big and persuade you and drive you. Into setting big dreams and stuff Dude, like that. You could have been. You were doing motivational speeches back then. You could have made a whole friggin'. You could have been a, a Instagram, you know, influencer. <laughs> Instagram, yeah. Little, little TikTok now. Like, oh, <laughs> before it gets banned, right? Like, you know. But this is Lozon yeah. here at uh, just waking up to the beautiful morning sun. Uh, you post that and you get like ten thousand fucking. We all start a podcast. <laughs> just yeah, like. 
You know, oh, what's his name? If you ever saw The Office, uh, John Krasinski. I forget his last name. The guy John who plays Krasinski, Jin. of okay. course. The Office is my favorite show of all time. Really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely. Um, he started, like, uh, a good, uh, everything good talk show, almost. Like, it's only positive stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we needed at the start of this COVID thing. Absolutely. Like, he, he's like, you know what? I can't work right now. I can't produce anything. My kid made me this poster. I'm going to put it up. It's just YouTube stuff. And I, I, I love watching all that stuff. And then he had, you know, Steve Carell. And mm-hmm. they had to do the whole The Office reunion on that. It was awesome. It was, it was something that fans needed during during that time. A lot of... Even if you didn't... Even if you don't like The Office or not a big fan of it, it, it was something that... That, took your mind off yeah. things. It's not Even for what an hour. Yeah, it's not going to be like, you know, COVID this, so many deaths. It's not, you know, killer hornets and mm-hmm. whatever twenty twenty wants to throw at us. <laughs> but uh, I, I forgot to ask you how how were you during the whole lockdown? Like, did it affect you? Um, well, it, it was pretty crazy because when everything happened back in March, right? I was student teaching. Okay. I was uh, uh, I was in my last semester of college, and uh-huh. I during that semester we're, we used to teach teaching entire semester. Wow! So for eight weeks we were in the elementary school. Oh, okay. And then eight weeks you go to a secondary school. So I was at I was in high school. Okay. And I finished my eight weeks in the elementary. How did that go? Oh, it was, it was, it was best, amazing experience. I feel like you would probably. Have the, you have the same energy as those kids, so yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I I think I do, but man, some of them have even more than me. Like I I almost picture you out on recess, like you're just running around playing kickball with oh, them I stuff. Was. Oh, I, 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 I was. know who you are. <laughs> like you're not going to be that teacher who's just socializing. I can't sit with there the and just watch them play. Like I had to I had to jump in and play with them. Uh, but then dodgeball and stuff. Exactly. Oh, I, I play dodgeball. Uh, <laughs> I guess the sixth grade. I play dodgeball. <laughs> Adam Sandler, like, uh... I was doing Billy that, Man. yeah, I was doing that. <laughs> I was putting some curves on it and everything. Uh, My arm was dead for, for, like, a week after. Worth it, but... But then, so, after the eight weeks is off, then you move to the secondary school. So, for me, it was a high school. Okay. And I, I was at, uh, Stevenson High School. And, oh, Stevenson. Yeah. My cousin went there. Yeah, so, it, it, it I, uh, I was working with, um, one of my mentors in coaching and, uh, one of one of the guys that's helped me in my baseball career. So it was cool to be his student, you know, and learn from him as a as an actual teacher. Right. But like a real mentor. Yeah. So I was only there for two weeks and then COVID happened. They shut everything down. And for two weeks of uh, two weeks into that into my time of the eight weeks there. So again that we thought it was only going to be three weeks we were done. Like, yeah. So, during that time, when, when, when you're student teaching, you don't have a lot of time to do anything. You're just, that kind of, it takes up basically all your time. Right. I need a job when we went on quarantine. Right. I was oh, like, yeah. I, I was like, was I need some money. Yeah. So, what I did is I was actually just, that first Monday, because we, we, on Fridays when the quarantine started, or whatever, that's when... They shut everything down for three weeks. Right. So that following Monday, I uh, I was I woke up and I had to check my emails to see if 
Wayne State or if Utica Schools was sending anything out, I'll give us any more information. Right. I saw an advertiser for Hungry Howie saying, saying that they were hiring. <laughs> so guess what? Got a job at Hungry Howie's as a delivery driver. So I. Uh, How's that doing? Honestly, it's been great so far. And, and honestly, everyone's been great during this quarantine. Like, like we wear masks all the time. We, uh, even when I'm delivering, if I'm taking a pizza to the door, I always have a mask on. Okay. Um, so safe. Huh? I almost never come in contact with someone. Most of the time, people tip or pay like through their card. So like pre, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times, I'm just pulling the pizza out, putting it on their porch, knocking and leaving. Okay, so you do just the uh, the porch leaving? Yeah. Even even if they don't specify on the receipt that they want it on the porch or leave it on there, I, I still I still leave it. I mean, at least you're not, because that's going to... Oh, yeah, I'm not going to... Where the fuck is my pizza? Exactly. No, it's, I, it's been I, on your porch not. for the last 20 minutes. Uh, someone stole it. Yeah. But, so, I've been doing that for quarantine, and that's helped me a lot, but... Yeah. I, I was right near your little, or the... It's, you said Little Caesars? No, I'm at Hungry Howie's. Hungry Howie's, my bad. We were talking about the arena. Uh-huh. Um, I was just there, and, the and you know, your Snapchat pops up where, like, you yeah. last. And I almost wanted to go in, but it's COVID. Like, I'm not going to go in just to fuck with him. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I really wanted to. I'm like, maybe he's back there flipping a pizza. I'll just go in and... <laughs> like, right? Yep. Close on! Mm-hmm. All right, I'm leaving because I'm not trying to die today. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it, it's... Uh, this whole experience, it's it's been... It definitely makes you realize how how easy and how nice our our life was before this happened. It, you know, like uh, we took a lot of these for granted. Right, you're right. No, that's a, that's what I was thinking of. Um, you know, like having a conversation with someone, just being we're, able we're, to be in the same room, not six feet apart. Yeah, like we're breaking some rules right now, <laughs> but you know, most of all, like it, it sucks, like. The world changed because of COVID. It did, and it's gonna be a while before it's back to our normal. In fact, like the normal now is, if you don't wear a mask, you're like, everyone looks at you. Yeah, everyone looks at you like, what are you doing? You know, back when before all this happened, if you were the only one wearing a mask, you're the weird one. Yeah, and now it's like the new norm is you better be wearing a mask. You You like, you you understand like from now on, places are gonna be basically designed and built for like if covid happens again so if places could stay open during pandemics which can you imagine if this happened back how 20 years ago like just 20 years ago where we didn't have all this technology now how would businesses stay open 20 years ago oh especially all the like you know government would help them yeah like our government's been kind of cool during this like they could send us another you know Stimulus check, and I'd be okay with that. But <laughs> most people would, right? And but like, you know, they were helping all the small businesses because they understand. Yeah, it was a mandated. You know, you can't have your place open unless you're like a specific, you know, grocery store or gas stations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Essential businesses. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my Chinese restaurant. They um, it's like. March 1st, they were like, you know what? No one's coming in no more. And it's mainly because people are calling it the China virus. Oh, jeez. Chinese restaurants were the first ones to get hit. Yeah. So they're like, we'll call you if business picks up. And then two weeks later, they're like, we're going to close down until June. Like, there's no wow. there's no 
point. Are you guys back open now? They're open now, okay. but they they they're refusing to do dine-in stuff. I, I, I like, don't blame them. Yeah, it's I don't like blame them at all. I know that part's still open, but second wave already hit, and it's just gonna be wave after wave because yeah, until there's a vaccine or, or anything like that, it could things gonna be a lot of what we're used to right now. I want to know how the anti-vaxxers would handle a COVID vaccine. Like, hopefully we find out soon. Hopefully we can get a a cure, not a cure, but a find something to fight it yeah fight this or prevent it because th- this is something definitely something i never expected in my lifetime oh yeah we are living in history like you know yeah no doubt our about future that. kids on their online classes because you know schools just shut down completely and turned into like office buildings i literally cannot wait for the day my kids or grandkids ask me you know dad what happened in the year 2020 i'm literally gonna turn to them and be like we don't talk about that year just oh. I'm going to grab the bottle of scotch and we'll be like, you want to know what happened? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need, I'm going to need, before I have like, go bring dad a beer, a shot, and go then get, we'll talk about go it. Go get daddy's happy juice. Exactly. Then, uh, exactly. Uh, kids uh, kids going to be doing a report uh, about 2020 and uh, interviewing me and I'll be like, oh no. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be like, so many kids future, like their final report or whatever it's called, the final. Oh, I'm sure it will. The final. Well, in, in every history class, this this, this is a, this ranks up there with almost every big event in history. I mean, I, I, oh, yeah. I don't want to compare it to World War II or, or any of the world wars for that matter, but this is something that every history class is going to be talking about for, for the rest of education. It, I mean... As far back as World War yeah. II, as we talk about that in class, it's yeah. going to be... You know, turn to chapter 17, COVID, or mm-hmm. 2020. Exactly. And I mean, I, imagine the movies that are going to get made from this. Oh, my God. You know movies are going to be made from it. Yeah. John Krasinski's probably playing one right now. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Hollywood is so, like, they're so strict on COVID stuff. Like, you have to have a COVID officer almost basically there. That's like, everywhere, though, I feel like. Well, like, on set, though, they have to have, like, 15 hand sanitizer stations. Um, like, just one person's job is to... Oh, I think they're getting rid of kissing in movies, too. Like, Uh-oh. <laughs> dang. I, I, dang, right. <laughs> wow. But, like, I, I, I don't... There's not... Unless both people are tested beforehand, there's no way you could push someone to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, like, exactly. Network TV, like, all of it, it's... Everything's gonna fucking change. It is. It definitely is. It's, never thought I'd see see the world like this, but we got to adjust. Yeah. You know, instead of again going Darwinism. back to me being again back to me being like seeing, trying to see the good and everything. Again, you got to make the most of the day I as much you have can. To make you send me a text once a day, like, <laughs> hey, I know it's still twenty twenty, but you know what? Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, and, just hang in there. And then I block you because after like the third day, I'm like, I can't be happy. <laughs> I I want to go have a you know sit down restaurant date yep. or you know something like I, I I don't. I've been locked in this house too damn long, dude. <laughs> like I find excuses just to like, hey, want to go walk at the park? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's all the fuck we. Need. I've been running more because of really. Yeah, I I've actually been gone for a lot of runs because before. I'm always so busy as it is. Right. I never, 
really had time to just go run. Like, I feel like Forrest Gump a little bit, where, like, oh, I just decided to get up one day and run, you know? I've done that Forrest Gump thing. Like, I've literally, I woke up, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I walked out my door, and I walked 17 miles to Sterling Heights. Yeah. And it was just because, you know what? What, what else what, are you going to do? What? That's actually weird. No, I, that's good. So, I, I, you know, I, I think that was one of the cool things that, um... Well, one of the positive things I should say that COVID brought out of people was people actually went out for walks. People there was a stayed lot active. A lot of people were walking I mean, outside I, more. I right? remember, like, in my sub alone, it was hard to drive in it because people, people were everywhere outside. And now, I love your sub because you have that gigantic pond back there, mm-hmm. and you guys do the craziest fireworks every friggin' year. <laughs> Like, one of my friends is on the water, mm-hmm. and, oh, um, dude, after about five minutes, I'm like, my, my eyebrows are going to start melting just by heat. I'm going, <laughs> I, I watched it from my car. I'm like, fuck this shit. I know, I know. Like, like, you guys go hard over there. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Not yeah. going to lie. Damn. Yeah, no, the COVID thing is, it it hasn't even fucking ended. Like, we're just. We're in the, we're in the middle of We're just content right now. Like, you know, like, this is what's going to happen. Like. We can't backtrack it. The crazy thing, like, is, you know, I, I just graduated with my te- with my teaching degree. Ooh. And better learn how to use a laptop. <laughs> well, thing is, schools right now have no idea, have no idea, if we're even gonna have in person school, if we're gonna have online school, if what the plan is going to be, and and it's not their fault. It's it's. They're waiting on word from, you know, the government. They're waiting on what we can do, right. and, and unfortunately, the government's still waiting on stuff. And yeah. they have no fucking clue because well, there's just no answers out there for anything, and, right. and it's tough. And people want answers, and it's tough to stay calm and and during this whole time and be patient. But unfortunately, like we we have to just wait, just wait, sit and wait. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I don't know how they're going to do schools because you know in our area specifically classes were over. Well, at Dakota. No, Did, even like elementary because I remember in Ojibwa yeah. like they were like they had to find kids if you well, couldn't. What you can do with elementary is you can restrict them just to one room. You know what I mean? Right. Like have them just go to their class. Oh, I at, didn't even think about at that. At Dakota or at in middle school but in high, in high schools alone, I'm, I'm using Dakota as, as an example. Right. Dakota is the biggest school in the state in terms of population. They right. have over 3,000 students enrolled in that school. How are you going to control 3,000 kids in that school? And all it, from different homes, all from yeah. different. Those parents have different jobs, well, factory jobs. Exactly. Those. I mean, it, it, I'm not, and that's every, almost every high school in the state. Right. At least every high school around this area is, is 1,500 plus. Uh, yeah, at least area. you know, and and if the, you know the more north you go, the more it's kind of like it, it's a little smaller, but you still it's hard to contain, you know, hundreds. Dude, our our, our high school is so fucking big that they built a new element or a new middle school, and they just use the old middle school as the ninth grade center. Yeah. They're like, we have too many fucking kids. This is now just ninth grade. Yep. You know, and even that 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 I mean, I, I know when I was in ninth grade, the freshman center was 
tougher to navigate through because it was so small in the hallways. It was just one There's circle. There way like, too many yeah. people in there. I mean, in my class alone, we, we had, I think, just over 650 for wow. students. Yeah, and no, I can tell you that my... It was... It, I mean, it, it took you six minutes to get to class. Yeah. And it wasn't a big school. But it took you six minutes because there's so many people. You got to maneuver in. They could find... I, I'm wondering so if they're going to, like, switch, like, the teachers. Like, it's easier to move teachers than... That, to move all the kids. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Like keep it as like elementary school rules where it's one class, one throughout the whole year, but the teachers would just have to share classrooms. Do like, do like a like a um, separated by you know alphabetical order. These thirty kids are in this room for this grade. You know, that's the tough part though. Be gone. Oh yeah, they can't. They, they can't do anything. Electives themselves are probably going to be gone. There's not many electives that... Do you have any uh, knowledge on uh, the football, though? Cause I heard so, with with football, we've been doing our normal speed camp, our normal... Our normal uh, okay, so you guys are still doing that. Too. But we've, we've had a ton of regulations and procedures that we've had to follow. And, for example, we have to... Everyone who reports that day to the speed camp parent or I'm sorry not parent but like a athlete and coach has okay. to fill out a questionnaire oh, basically wow. any symptoms that type of stuff right we have to take each kid's temperature before they enter the stadium just as the well as coaches reading, right yeah just the forehead okay we have to record it on a laptop or or somehow record it oh if they've answered yes to anything on the questionnaire basically stating if they've had symptoms mm-hmm. they cannot enter the facility that day so this is all done like before they even get into the stadium okay ah. before they even enter the actual field right so then when we actually get into the stadium all right when you when you walk through that temperature and all that stuff you are not allowed to be within six feet of someone you have to keep your mask on oh. and sit in your stretch line six feet apart until we get started when you're going through stretches you must keep your mask on for the whole stretch as well as coaches coaches can never take their mask off all right That's then gonna be a pain. then when they actually do the workout the actual running and everything mm-hmm. they can have their mask off because they're actually doing the workout right coaches gotta keep their mask on um as soon as the workout's finished mask they on. mask on and they're not allowed to leave at the same gate to which they entered. So it's to have one continuous flow. Okay, so like keep, stores are doing yeah. Yep, it's one continuous flow. It's not we're not crossing paths or anything. Even when we move station to station and at each station or each group I should say, we are not allowed to change kids' groups. So like oh. so what I mean is like so you and I are in a group. We're in a group the entire camp. Oh, the entire camp. The entire camp. Like the, damn. Okay. Yeah. So you're so that way you're so always with the elementary thing already for just basically school, uh, but like coaching. Shit. Yeah. So the, I mean, this is a whole new thing that 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 we've been doing, and it's been working so far. And you know, the, the kids have been pretty good about following these guidelines and following these, following these procedures. And, Do a lot of people get sent home? Um, no, no, not really, because. 
they're actually, the kids are kind of following the the rules, you know. Okay. I mean, don't, don't, we sent a kid home here and a kid home there, and so you know sometimes like, um, well, like, like one of the questions is, uh, have you had a um, a shortness of breath in the last twenty four hours, or like have you been coughing or something more in the past twenty four hours? Well, like we had a kid who maybe had a few coughs throughout the day, the day before, and he thought, oh, I, yeah, I coughed a little bit more than usual, so he Just had a mark yes, and he didn't come that day, you know? Now, how long is it, like, do you make them go get tested to come back, or is it... It's it's if the symptoms... Prolong. Yeah, prolong. Because, I mean, a lot of times, like, like, we had a kid, you know, there was a question, have you had, you know, diarrhea in the last 24 hours? Well, there's a kid who marked yes for that, and you know we said, you know, fortune can't come in. Just he goes, to be safe, yeah. and he goes, he goes, well, we're like, is it? Where you, do you feel sick? Is that why? He goes, well, I had spicy food the, like yesterday, so I was like, again, well, yeah. you can't come in then, you know. And it, it, so sometimes it, 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 we're just covering all of our bases, you know, like making sure safe as possible. Yeah. Now, do you think that could be a lawsuit if someone, if like the whole team got COVID, like, like is. Is anyone to blame? Because well, like, I, 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 I forgot to mention this too. Like at, at each station, mm-hmm. if we're touching, if, if the kids have to touch any equipment at all, there's hand sanitizer at those stations, and okay. they have to they, they have to spray. And like, I'm I'm sure some. I don't know if there's. I, I I'm not gonna say yes or no because I don't know if there's if you can press charges or not. But we're following every guideline that we can. To make sure we're as safe as possible. The school board would have approved all this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the school board approved. The MHSEA approved everything. Like, So we're not the only school in the state doing this. This is right. this is every school in the state that's, that's following some sort of procedures to keep our athletes and our coaches and everyone involved safe. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, it's very risky, but we're doing as much as possible. I, I, I give... Our coaching staff, huge credit for keeping everyone as safe as possible. And at least taking it serious, you know, or as yeah. serious. Well, it's a big as... deal. This is a huge deal. Oh, yeah. No. And, and, and we're emphasizing to the kids, it's not just when you're here at camp. This is when you're in the world, too. Right. We don't know if we're going to have a football season or not yet. So we need, we need the kids to keep wearing masks and being smart out in public. That's when that that's when the stuff gets crazy, you right. know. In your opinion, uh, like since you, you know you're you have on field experience playing, do you think you could play to an empty stadium? Like, do you need those cheering? Do you need the cheerleaders? Do you need the the, the real atmosphere for a player aspect? Because a lot you, of places are going to be like just cutouts and stuff. They want to try. Well, the crazy thing about like bringing that up, personally. I, I could, I could, I could play because when you are playing, when you're actually on the field and you're locked in to everything that's going on. Right. When I was a player, I never heard the fans. Okay. I never heard the cheering. You I were never in heard. The moment, I was kinda. in the moment. Okay. All I could hear was my sideline and the, the players I was playing next to. That was the only thing I could hear. My coaches basically and my the players that I was on the field next right. to. Okay. All right. Don't get me wrong, like, if I wasn't actually on the field here, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, uh, on Side the sidelines, 
Yeah, I, I could I, I could hear the crowd then a little bit, but okay. even even in that moment during the entire game, I rarely ever heard the crowd. As funny mm. as that sounds, I mean, again we had some no, huge crowds. Full, oh, we've had it backward. Even I've, the sheriffs have to fucking oh yeah babysit us. But I've also played in in games too, where there's been maybe a hundred people there, like playing against a smaller school usually. Like right. uh, um, I, we played against Port here on Northern. Oh and, yeah, that'd be small. And there was maybe a hundred. I think I think our um, our stands were bigger than their home. Our, our fan section, our fans were bigger than their fans, and we were the away team. Wow. Um, I played against Roseville. It, it, it was week nine. Roseville wasn't playing for anything, and we we were already in the playoffs, and we had more cheerleaders than they had players on the team. So, like, I, I've played in, in, in games similar to that where we've had, again, about 100 people there. Okay. You know? And it, it, it is tougher because, don't get me wrong, home field and, and, and the fans, mm-hmm. that plays a huge role. Home field advantage is based on fans. Right. And that, that there's no other feeling than running out of, at least at Dakota, oh, there's no other feeling like when the, the smoke is rising thing, yeah. and you hear the fans going nuts. The Aussie playing. And, 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 yeah, the uh, the Enter Sandman is going, and it's just you get those butterflies, that goosebump, those goosebumps, and you run out into it. There's nothing else like that. There's no other feeling in the world that's ever like that. And that's and that's not just at Dakota. That's any, any stadium you go to when the home team runs out, their fans are cheering, going oh, it's nuts. Like, yeah, everyone's it's, going. It's amazing. So in that aspect, yeah, it's gonna suck. But it could be done. It can be done, okay. and as long and, and it sounds, it seems like the kids are, at least our, at least our athletes are, buying into. We just want to play. Okay. So However, that's going to be when it's going to be. We just want to play. And you guys are going to be ready because you're all doing this shit. Oh yeah, so. but it it it's going to be. It's not just in high school too. It's in professional sports. You know, an athlete. An athlete builds off momentum, and momentum stems from the fans cheering and stuff like that. So when the fans get going and all that builds up, you, you got to do them proud, basically. You're, yeah, you're, you, you got to build your own atmosphere. Is what you need to rep- do now. They came to represent. Now it's your turn to represent. Yeah, what? but we will have streaming services, and like in, in baseball right now, they're um they're stemming in noises like from MLB the Show. They're playing, oh. they're playing that over the speakers. It's not the same. Don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah. But at least it's something. But again, I think every athlete will say it too. When you're actually playing the game, you don't hear everything else. You hear what you need to hear. Don't get me wrong. Against like Chippewa my senior year, right. it was hard to hear my sideline because it was so loud. Oh yeah. Because. But again, the only thing you hear you. It, you, you don't even hear the other team usually. It's literally your sideline and going nuts, yeah. the people in your team next to you. And with Chippewa being our, like her biggest rival, you know, it's they show up with as many people there as There was 5,000 fans there my senior year. 5,000 fans for a high school football game. I believe I would it. Bet, I, I would say it's close to six. Even probably more than that. I, I, I packed that place. We, we brought in extra stands for that game. We brought that, in extra stands. Okay. That yeah. was by far the loudest game I've ever played, and that in De La Salle. So I think that's a good place to leave off. I do want to thank you for coming on to the podcast, and uh, this is William Service signing off along with... Brandon Lozon.
Stop listening.